0: Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Meetings. Turn with me, if you would, Ephesians chapter 2, in verse 10. And I'm going to read out of the Amplified Translation. So if you have a device there that lets you go to that, you may want to do that. Ephesians chapter 2. And we'll look at verse 10, the Amplified Translation. Reads, for we are God's own handiwork. Think of that. God made you his personal project. God's handiwork. He put his hand to it. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, And then he tells what that workmanship was. He recreated us in Christ Jesus, born anew. Now that's his part. Now he's going to state our part. That we may do those good things which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. Uh, Notice this, he prepared them, but it's our joy and privilege to walk them. That we should walk in them, living the good life. Notice this, all he prepared was the good life. He didn't prepare the life of struggle. He didn't prepare a life of hardship. He didn't prepare a life of tragedy. He only prepared one life, the good life. The good life, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. That good life is just waiting for our faith to arrive, waiting for our obedience to arrive. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the good life is on the paths that he prepared ahead of time. Before time ever started being measured, he prepared the paths for us. And I've said this before, but the thing is, as I so appreciate that the word paths is plural. <laughs> because his plan is not so fragile that if you get off, there's another path to get you back on. There's not just one path, and if you get off, you fail. But there's paths, just like on the freeways. You miss your exit, there's other paths. Take a turn. Follow him. He'll lead you back on to get you back on course. Amen. No, we're not looking to miss it. But the devil will always accuse you that if you missed it, that that's it. That you, you can't fulfill it. And that's not true because there's paths. Amen. Hallelujah. When I was writing the book, God, the revealer of secrets, God spoke to me and said, make my people to know that long life is connected to my plan. Meaning this, you can have a great exercise program, a great eating program, and I don't belittle that, but that will never keep you alive when the plan of God is neglected. Amen. 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 Long life is connected to his plan. Prosperity is connected to his plan. And I love the way that Brother Copeland states it. He says, the plan of God is your wealthy place. Can I say this? The plan of God is your healthy place. Amen. Value the plan. I've, I've learned to not pay attention to the cost of the plan. And I'll take any amount of money I have to to fulfill the plan. So many people are trying to save money at the expense of the plan. But we value the plan and we'll spend whatever we have to spend to fulfill that plan. Amen. Amen. His plan is blessed, so just stay with the plan. I said just stay with the plan. When you value the plan of God When you stay with the plan of God There's something that belongs to you called the blessing Amen. And no amount of laboring Extra hours and overtime Can ever bring into your life The richness and the abundance Of obedience to the plan Because that's the place where the blessing flows unhindered And you heard it on, I believe, Friday night when Brother Copeland was here, the correction and the direction is to keep us in the flow of the blessing. Well, where's the blessing? With the plan. The plan that he prepared ahead of time. Amen. 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 When a man, an unsaved man works, works at a bank, works as an electrician, whatever his profession may be, that when he works, the only compensation he has coming to him is a paycheck. But when you're fulfilling the plan of God,
1: come on. That's right. yeah.
0: there is a divine compensation that belongs to your life. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. When I think about that God, my husband was... Uh, raised in the Catholic Church. He even said that of his own admission that he was a bad Catholic. (laughs) He only went once a year like to Easter and Christmas (laughs) and then lied on his income tax to say how much he donated. (laughs) (laughs) But he recognized his life was going the way of his parents and his grandparents and that is alcoholism and mental illness. And he said he was as squirrely as a, you know, a $3 bill. Pearly squirrely. (laughs) And he went to the priest one day and he said, I need help. And he said, well, you need to get involved in the men's bake sale. (laughs) Well, you know, when that's all you know, it's all you got to offer. And Ed said, it was not just a bake sale, it was a rag sale with it. So they were having a rag sale and a bake sale like on a Saturday. And the priest told him, he said, we don't have anyone to man the Budweiser booth. (laughs) And Ed said, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's my problem. He's been manning those booths. And so the priest handed him some catechism information. And he put it in his pocket and he said, you need to go through catechism again. And Ed walked out of that place hopeless feeling. And he walked out and went down to the bar to man the Budweiser booth down there. And he's sitting on the bar stool. And while he's sitting there, no hope, no direction. Where's the path? Where? is the path for my life yes. because he recognized that the path that, that he was on was, would ruin him yes. just like it had his previous generations. And while he's sitting there, a voice speaks to him and said, you're going to go all over the world and preach the gospel. And he told Joe, you heard him say, I don't know why every bartender's named Joe. <laughs> And he said, I said, Joe, set everybody up with a beer. I'm going to be a priest. And he started handing out those catechism information to people in the bar. But Billy Frazier had been inviting into church for a year and a half. And that was on a Friday night. And on that next Sunday morning, he agreed to go with Billy Frazier to the full gospel church. And he got born again. And there was a little Filipino couple that stood up in the middle of that service and started moving with the Holy Ghost. And she spoke in tongues and he interpreted it and said, today is the day of salvation. And he got born again and the story of his life was rewritten. And he rewrote the story of the generations that had gone the way of mental illness and alcoholism. It was all rewritten. And he asked the pastor. In that morning service, he says, I've done everything I could. I've lived my life for the devil. He said, now I want to live it for God. What can I do for God? And he said, we don't have anyone to clean the restrooms, the toilets. And Ed said, I'm your man. And he signed up and he thought nothing was beneath him. Listen, as David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. There is nothing that God has any attachment to that is beneath us. Amen. It is complete honor. Amen. And so he cleaned the toilets. And after being faithful to that, they, they promoted him to door greeter. And I can imagine, Ed was high energy. I guarantee you, they got greeted. He said, I'd grab their hand and tell them, I'm, I'm so glad they're in the house of the Lord. But you know, he was passionate about his job. And I don't know what quite was the problem, but him and another usher got into it in front of the church one day and had a fist fight. And Ed said, you know, that really didn't look very good because our slogan was where people love people. (laughs) And I'm out in the the front of the church fist fighting. Well, you know, he was growing up. He had been a carpenter, was part of the union, carpenter's union. And one day God spoke to him because their church, the pastor was going to start the construction of a building. And God spoke to Ed and said, I want you to be the foreman over the building. So he goes to the pastor and he tells him, he says, I'm to be the foreman over the building. He says, yeah, I know God told me that same thing. And Ed said, well, this is what I need to live on handed him a number of a salary and the pastor put hung his head down and said, well, we don't have any money to pay you. What you going to do about the plan at that point? What you going to do about the plan? What you going to do about the plan? If you will only operate in the plan because money's attached to it, you're going to miss the plan because it's not about money. It's about the plan. So he had a decision to make. And uh, he knew that God told him to do it. And when he heard there was no money attached to the job, God didn't dismiss him from the plan. Why? Because God's going to find out what's in a man. What's in a man? Not what's in his mouth. Because there's a lot of people who say. But what's in the doing? And so he uh, begins the construction on it. And uh, after a couple of months, he's completely behind on his mortgage. He's got, had no money to pay his mortgage, had no money to buy food. And he hit upon the idea of going behind Safeway and going through the garbage of all the day old bread and the different things they had thrown out from the day of that day till the day he died. We had some. Uh, Discussions in the kitchen. Because you know me, when I see a date on something, you know, it must be law. It's going to ruin the day that date says. It was good all the way up till that date. Then when that date hit, that bread knew that date came. Mine was more so with milk. I can't tell you the number of times that he walked in and I'd told Stephanie, throw that milk out and she's chugging it down the sink and he comes in ranting, what are you doing? It's past the date. I don't care, it's past the date. I fed my family on food that was past the date. And, And there it goes. One time he came in and I don't know what it was, it was some dairy type product and it was like 10 days past the date. And I told Stephanie, throw it out. And he said, he called, he always walked, it must have been a word of knowledge. He always walked in when we're doing the dump. Always, always. And he said, uh, she started taking the lid you know, stuff was packed, and piled up on the counter that she's going to dump out. What are you doing with all that stuff? Well, doctor, it's past the date. He says, I don't care. I fed my family on things past the date. And, And she said, well, this one's 10 days past the date. I don't care. Put it back. He smelled of it. It smells fine. Put it back. And I said, okay, I tell you what, we'll leave it in there, but you're the one drinking it. He never touched it. But I tell you what, that Safeway date thing. (laughs) And he was out collecting the old food that had been thrown out behind, and one of the employees walked out and caught him going through the garbage. And he said to him, and Ed thought he was in trouble. And he Ed started apologizing. He said, "I, I, I I'm." He, well, the guy said, "What are you doing?" And he said, "Well, well." He says, "I'm helping build my church down the road." And he said. Uh, I'm not employed. They don't give me a pay for it. So this is where I come to get food for my family. He says, you come back tomorrow and I'll have your stuff out here. And he just put crates of food out. And Ed said, I was now feeding my family and I was feeding families in the church. He said, there was so much I could not take it all in. What will you do to honor the plan? If something's beneath you, you'll forfeit the plan. Anything to be in the plan, anything, anything to be in the plan. So he, uh, he was able to feed his family, but he still didn't have money for the mortgage. And he told God, he said, uh, you told me to build this building. And he said, I told you, you have to take care of my family. And he said, and you're not. So he picked up and went down to, I don't know the official word, maybe y'all remember the Yeah, it was the carpenter's union or something where the union hall, where they would hand out jobs that needed to be done in carpentry work around the city. And so he went up to the window and they gave him a carpenter's position, a job that needed to be fulfilled there in the city on a piece of paper. And he said, when he took that piece of paper, he started weeping because he realized he's disobeying the plan to do this, he's got to leave yeah. what God told him to do. Right. Right. God's going deci- to God, God wants to see you. where's, you, where's your choice? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: What is your choice? Yeah. So he, uh, he just stood there and wept. He said like a baby in that, in that carpenter's hall. And he said, and I threw that piece of paper down and walked out and went back to my church. And from that point on he took and now think about it, what someone will do to be in the plan. And he um, he went back to the church worked starting early in the morning worked all day till dark and then he went and got a job working all night. Got a Uh, a job with a janitorial service to where he cleaned Burger Kings and different ones. And I mean, that's hard work with all the cooking and all the grease. It's hard work. Worked all day, worked all night, get a couple hours sleep and then go at it again. What does the plan mean to you? What does it mean? Because if it's about convenience, the devil will pick you off the plan. If it's about ease, he'll pick you off the plan. So he goes in and he gets this job with this man uh, at night working just to stay in the plan. So he works that for several months and he got developed a bit of a rapport with the contracts that that janitorial service had. So some of the owners of the businesses and the companies that they cleaned. And one day, the owner of the janitorial business didn't show up. And so, come to find out, him and his wife, his wife had left him, and he picked up and just left and went to another state. Didn't contact his the, the customers. Didn't contact his employees. Didn't tell them. And, and so, Ed didn't show up to clean because... The owner had left. And so one of the business owners that they were cleaning for got hold of Ed and found him at the church. See, it matters where you're at so you can be found. They knew that he worked for his church in the day. They didn't have the cell phones, they didn't have personal numbers, so they went and found him at the church and said, Why didn't you show up last night to clean? He said, Well, the owner, he said, he left and I don't have any equipment. He left it all. You know, I don't have anything to clean with. And the man said, well, you do such a good job. They said, we still want you to work for us. And Ed said, well, I just don't have the equipment. They said, our company has equipment. We'll give it to you. Yeah. So they gave him the equipment. And all these jobs that this man had abandoned, they all liked Ed so well because he was, he was faithful. Yes. He was a worker. Yes. He showed up. And so all of them came to him and let him take over the contracts. And within a month or two, he's got 12 employees working with the janitorial business. And he's not even have to do the work because he's hired people. And he's got several trucks that holds all the equipment. Why? Because with the plan is divine compensation. That when man doesn't pay you, Amen. The blessing yes. will do more for you in the plan of God. Yes. How many times people have come here and ministers have spent much money to come here and be in services, to walk away from responsibilities at home, but they knew that it was the plan of God for them to be here and how God worked for them. Yes. While they were here, God was working there. Yes. Yes. Amen. What you can figure out will rob you from the plan. Don't go by what you can figure out. Just go by what God says and puts in your heart. Amen. It's up to him. It's up to him to make sure that all, all the provision of the plan is there. And it might look a little bit different than the way you calculated it. But the provision will be there. If you stay with the plan, enjoy. Amen. Now, if you stay with the plan planning complaint, you're not. You're not walking holy. I love what Sister Newsom said in her book, The Life of Faith. She said, holiness is simply doing the will of God with joy. Doing the will of God with joy. And so he had this cleaning business that he didn't even have to work anymore. He's got more than enough food. He's able to pay months in advance, catch up on his mortgage and pay months in advance for his mortgage. And he's building the church building. It's all in the plan. God is so creative in how the divine compensation for the plan comes. And it was while he was there in the plan, he was handed a brochure about the Full Gospel Businessmen's World Convention in Denver, Colorado. And God spoke to him and said, I want you to go. Now there's another layer of the plan. And so he said to God, he said, I don't have the money to go. And the reason he said that, he said nobody was giving to the finishing of the building. So he said, so I was taking all the money from the janitorial service and I was paying for the building because he said, if it didn't get paid for, he says, I'm going to be building this thing forever. Yeah. And he says, I wanted to get this thing done. So he says, I ended up paying for the construction equipment, or supplies for the building. And because he put all that money into the finish of the building. And then God said, I want you to go to that conference. And he said to God, he says, I don't have the money to go. And then God said another thing that was the plan. Sell your house. And he did. Put it on the market and it sold in one day. And he had the money to go. And it was there that he came into contact with a man by the name of Kenneth Hagan. Came into contact with a pastor by the name of John Osteen. Came into contact with his teacher called Kenneth Copeland. And it was there at that meeting that Jesus came into the lobby of the Denver Hilton Hotel and put a healing anointing in his hand. Why? Because he was faithful to the plan of cleaning toilets. Because he was faithful to the plan of building the church. Because he was faithful to the plan of paying for the building as much as he could. He was faithful to the plan to sell his house to be where God told him to be. What was God doing? Proving that the plan was worth living for. The plan was worth everything. Amen. 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 You don't step into the fullness of the plan in, in, in lunges. You step in by one step of faithfulness after another. Just one step. Just one step and you go further and further into the plan. And there was divine compensation. And Ed said... I sold that janitorial service and that's what I started my first church with. And he says, I've been living off the benefits of way back then. He said, because it just kept funding the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. With the blessing is complete supply. But the blessing is with the plan. Praise the Lord. Whatever corrections we have to make, whatever direction we need to hear, we make it to stay in the middle of God's plan. Amen. Hallelujah. I've taught our staff. I always look to inside when I set the salaries for different staff members. I don't just pull up, what's being paid in the area, I, I look here. And God will say, one gets this amount, one gets that amount. Why, it's based on where they are in the plan and what he's trying to build in them too. My children have been working. I mean, they would serve down here from the time they're 11 or 12, they had tasks around here. But they would start working regularly when they were 15 and 16. And they worked for free. Why? Because I said. I want them to know obedience is not connected to money. And I'm not paying you to obey. You be where you're supposed to be because it's right to be there. Where did I learn that? When I was in eighth grade and the choir director came up to my mother. And said, Carolyn, our church organist is getting ready to move would you ask Nancy if she'd consider being the church organist mother said she'd love to? Mother didn't ask me. Why, you don't ask kids what right decisions look like. You show them and you tell them. So she came home and told me, you're in the new church organist. Never dawned on me to ask what I got paid. Never dawned on me. Because mother taught me, you just do what I say. So the choir director told mother, said, Carolyn said, we have, we have it set in the budget to pay for a church organist, so we'll give Nancy that money. Mother said, oh, no, you won't. She's going to learn that she can do something for her church without expecting compensation for it. I'm not going to teach her that she'll only do something if she's paid for it. Listen, don't complain about where God has you. If it doesn't look like what you think you're worth, He's trying to make you worth something more. Get your inflated opinion of yourself down. Because when you're in the plan, you'll never go hungry. When you're in the plan, if you're there with joy, if you're there with complaint, you're at risk. Because doubt's a complainer, not faith. So she taught me that you're gonna do what you ought to do, yep. what's right to do, regardless of compensation. Yes. I did it for eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade. And then he came back to mother and said, you know, Nancy's been playing these four years and said, we haven't paid her a dime. Mother said, okay, you can give her $5 a month. So I got $5 a month. I thought I was loaded. When I was a senior, they said, Carolyn, Nancy's done this. And I tell you, I was at every service. I was at every choir rehearsal. I was at every wedding. I was at every funeral. I was there more than the pastor. I had to go down there and practice every day. I didn't have an organ in my home. Had to go down and practice. I had a key to the church. I opened the church. I closed the church. From the time I'm eighth grade to the time I'm 12th and I never said, why? It didn't dawn on me to kick against that. Why? Because mother taught me, you be where you're supposed to be, regardless of any other thing, regardless of whether you're valued, regardless of whether you're appreciated, you're where you're supposed to be. But after that, when I got into college, I was one of the highest scholarship winners in the nation in the arena that I was in. And it was divine compensation for five years of being where I ought to be without complaint. What I'm trying to say, the plan will bless you in ways no man can compensate you. No man. That church never could have paid for the college, the college years the way God's compensation did. Because I guarantee you, I was not the hottest thing going, but God caused me to have that divine compensation through the scholarships. God moved. God moved, divine compensation. Why? Because mother taught me you value where you're supposed to be, not where you're paid to be. Amen. Amen. And you young people need to learn something. You ain't all that. Somebody does a favor of giving you a job because you don't bring much background to it. You're welcome. That's right. You're welcome. I'm not devaluing you. I'm saying don't overvalue yourself. Don't upsell yourself. Learn some things. Be in the plan. Value the plan. Show God that your insides are willing. Your insides have to be right. And if you have to have right compensation for your insides to be right, your insides will never be right. You're where you're supposed to be because it's what God says.
2: Amen.
0: And I've told our staff, I said, when uh, you're on staff for one of two reasons. Number one, it either seemed right to me or number two, God called your name to me. And when God calls your name, it, it, need to, it needs to mean something to you. That God thought of you and said, do this with that person. And don't let somebody else devalue that. Yeah. Amen. Somebody else can talk you out of your place by devaluing. You're not getting paid enough. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Da, 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 da. And they talk you out of your place, but they keep theirs while they pull you out of yours.
1: Come on. Come on.
0: Come on. Amen. Amen. Don't pastors don't let anyone ever make you question, well, maybe I shouldn't be pastoring just because they didn't show up on a Sunday. Come on. Come on. How many pastors have questioned being there? Should I should I even just be doing what I'm doing? People aren't showing up. You better love the plan more than you love attendance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. Amen. I don't question my the plan of God on my life just because of people. Yeah. And don't you question the plan of God for your life because of people or because of compensation, because there's a blessing that comes with the plan. And no person can ever bring you into that. Only the plan can bring you into it. And I've encouraged our staff. I said, I'm gonna tell you something. As this ministry is blessed, we'll bless our staff. But my children are not the highest paid just because their name is Dufresne. Why? Because I want them to learn to use their faith. I've seen too many who came into the fullness of supply and they never were in a position to where their faith was tried. I need my children to have faith, not just in the plan, but they have to have faith with that plan. And I don't withhold from them, but I go by and hear what God says because I want to follow what He's trying to work in them. Amen. Morgan and Stephen, you've heard a bit of the testimony. They owned a house. I mean, they, how old were y'all when y'all bought that house in your early 20s? Say again 22, 23. They owned a house and they were in it a couple of years, and God said, There's another house. Well, the house they were in was quite sufficient, there was nothing wrong with the house. But God was working their faith, not working the house. And so he put them in a place where it put a demand on their faith. And he told them, move out of the house. They owned it, but told them, move out of it. Why? Because if they stayed in it, they'd still be comfortable. So they moved out and they lived with us for a short time. And in that, they felt displaced. That's what, that was the plan of God so that you don't get comfortable in your journey here so that you keep moving, keep your faith going, keep your faith going. And we didn't give them a pay raise. Why? Because God's working something in them and I'm not going to abort that through a mother's emotions. You better not. Not going to, I'm not going to be their rescue. They've got to learn that faith in God we'll bring them through but they're going to have to use their own. And I don't withhold I didn't withhold from them. So it could be hard. I withheld from them any kind of increase so that they would learn him. They would learn his provision. Learn what the blessing of God would do for their life. And we did not give them a pay raise. And their home was about, I think, in the late uh, maybe 395, 375, your first home, the price, something like that. And God took them from a house about 375 to over a million dollars with no pay raise. Why? Because he was, told, he was showing them, "I make up the difference. The blessing makes up the difference. Just be where I told you to be." And He's made up the difference. And what if they hadn't to follow God there? because when ed exited the earth i needed their faith to be at a different level and they went there and i didn't try to interrupt that faith development out of the emotions of a mama and stephen said he says i hadn't had a pay raise in 15 years so you know it was low why I'm going to teach my children, no man is your provider. Divine compensation. Now, don't misunderstand me. I don't withhold just so they can suffer and we can keep money. That's never been my intent. But I've looked to hear what is God working in them because I'm not going to raise spiritual cripples that have to lean on somebody, that they complain to you. My children have never come to me and asked for a pay raise, never. If they do, I know they're not in line for one. I know they're looking to compensation from man. And I've got to teach them, God's your provider. I don't care who's at the head of the ministry. God's your provider. And I said to God, during the time that they were pursuing that second house, I said, God, do I give them a pay raise? He said, if you do, you'll injure what I'm trying to build in them. And I said, and and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be cheap. But I tell you what, I'm more interested in people's spiritual life than their ease. And they went all the way through that. And then after they got the home, God said, now you can give them a pay raise if you want to. And I did, but my children are not the highest paid. Why? Because I want to teach them. Money is not going to determine your obedience to the plan. You do it because that's where you're supposed to do it. I haven't personally had a pay raise in over, I don't know, 12 to 15 years. When Ed died, I didn't get his salary. I didn't, I didn't change it yet. God has made up the difference every month. He makes up the difference. Why? Because the plan pays me. The plan pays me if I'm in the plan and using my faith. And this is what I told our staff. When you agree with the plan of God, you're in line for divine compensation. Use your faith for divine compensation. God can get you homes. God can get you everything you need if you'll quit looking to what man can pay you. And I say this to pastors, you're in the plan of God. You're a following God. Do not just count on your payroll. Don't count on your salary. Use your faith for divine compensation. Use your faith for divine compensation. Show God, I'm not leaving the plan over money. I'm not leaving the the plan because something didn't turn out the way I wanted it to turn out because people don't treat me right. I don't matter how people treat me. They didn't save me. Why should I check with them if I'm going to obey God or not? Well, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Divine compensation shows up financially. It'll show up financially. Use your faith, but it won't, you won't float in divine compensation. You got to use your faith. And I've encouraged the staff. There's a compensation that God can give. I never can give you. I can't get you in. I can't get you favor for homes. I can't get you favor for other things. And nothing I could pay you can make up for the lack of it. Use your faith. Pastors, use your faith. When you're in the plan of God and you're following God, you have divine compensation that belongs to you because of the blessing of God. Yes. Amen. You won't float into it. You won't float into it. But that divine compensation pays across the board. It's not just a financial blessing. I said it's not just a financial blessing. Dad Hagen talks about the time. He was awakened in the middle of the night with a strong prayer burden. And he sensed tragedy. He sensed death. And he didn't know who it quite was pertaining to. And he began praying. And he said he just put up a spiritual antenna to see if he could, if who it was for. And he kind of went through his family members. And it seemed to him that it was for his son who was in Vietnam. And he starts praying and he prays until that burden lifts. And once he hears from his son, at the same time that Dad Hagen was praying, his son was on a motorcycle with some other military men. And they were going on a dirt road around a mountain. And his motorcycle lost traction. And he starts over the cliff going, he's in mid air going over a cliff on that mountain and right in midair that motorcycle flips back the opposite direction. He lands on the opposite side of the road and the other men saw that motorcycle change directions in midair. And they said, somebody up there likes you. And he said, my daddy prayed. He recognized. Then, uh, After that, God spoke to Dad Hagen and said, because you've obeyed me in the plan of God, I was able to intervene and rescue the life of your son. If you hadn't obeyed me in your call, in your ministry, he said, I couldn't have intervened. I want you to know divine compensation is so great. Don't exchange it. Don't exchange it for something you can count something you can deposit into your checking account. So many people have walked away from what God told them to do where God told them to be because they followed money. They followed a job. They followed a promotion and they stepped out. When you step out of the plan, you step into risk. There's a risk, but in the plan of God is the good life. I said, "In the plan of God, is the good life." Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Praise, the Praise the Lord. We do what God says to do because it's right as His children. I love something, brother. Hagen, excuse me, brother Copeland will say. Is uh, not only does he say that the plan of God is my wealthy place but he recognizes that you can't just choose anything you want and think that things will turn out the good way and then throw a bunch of faith at it your faith works when you're in the plan faith will be a struggle outside the plan praise the lord i said praise the lord There's divine compensation that belongs to you. Don't leave it on the table unclaimed. Those of you who are fulfilling the plan of God, if he has you working for another man all your life, I guarantee you, he will always make up the difference of what you don't receive from a man. And he can do it in the most creative ways. Brother Copeland prayed for me, something he prayed when Ed went home to be with the Lord. He, called, he, would, he was so kind and he would call me every few days. And one of the things he prayed, he said, God, bless her in ways unknown to her and in ways unused before. Amen. God's got ways. God's got ways. Stay with the plan. And don't listen to people who don't value the plan. You know, when Ed and I got married, there was 20 years difference. I was younger. (laughs) Just in case you wondered. There were people who didn't understand that. That joining. Well, believe me, I didn't either at first. I didn't know God would put us together. And people had opinions, it didn't offend me, it didn't offend me, but I was anchored because I knew what God said. When you know what God says, don't entertain what people think. <coughs> I said, when you know what God's dealing with you about, because to leave the plan, you don't know how far off course you'll go and how long it takes to get back on. The plan is where the blessing can reach you unhindered. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you helped tonight? I'm just telling you, staff members of churches, as they're growing, they'll be able to bless you more. But that should not govern your decisions. And in fact, if money governs you, you're you're not ready for more. We sat with bre- at breakfast with Brother Norval Hayes, and he made this statement. He said, Not many people are big enough for big money. What's he talking about? If, you get, if you're guided by money, life will always be a struggle for you. The devil can always poke your button and get you right off the path based on money. All he has to do is hang a little bit over here, withhold a little bit over here, affect a little bit. But when you know the plan and say, I'm here for the plan. Fulfilling the plan. That's all I'm interested in. And I tell you what, when you're interested in the plan, God will, you'll be safe with abundance. Amen. Because you'll spend the abundance on the plan. Praise the Lord. Well, are you helped tonight? Don't leave divine compensation unaccessed. Put a demand on it. I said, put a demand on that divine compensation. Praise the Lord, stand with me to your feet. Father, we worship you for the greatness of your plan. Thank you that you're growing us up. We're maturing, bringing us into the fullness that we honor the place where you allow us to be. The place where you, you put us that it pleases you. You said you set those in the body as it pleases you. Father, if it pleases you, it pleases me. Wherever you set me, I'm pleased to be there. Wherever you set each one that are in this place tonight, we're pleased to be there. (coughs) We value the place where you set us. We thank you for it. We honor that place by being in that place joyfully, without complaint, without wavering, but in full faith. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Think about it. Divine compensation. Joseph Sold into slavery. Not getting paid as a slave. Then thrown in prison. Don't pay prisoners. Had none of his own. But he stayed right inside. By staying right inside, one day, divine compensation kicked in. And he became the number one man running the economy of a nation. The leading nation. Why? Because his insides, his insides. And what about this? God delivered his people out of Egypt. And he said, go demand of your neighbor, the gold, the silver, the wealth that can be calculated. Go demand it of them. And God gave them favor. What was that divine compensation? 400 years of back pay in one day. Divine compensation many times shows up as a suddenly. Dad Hagen would say, God doesn't pay up every Friday night, but when he does. God uh, gave my husband and I a house and we believed for it for eight years. And after we were in it four years, God said to me, sell it. I didn't understand that because I thought we would be there long-term. But I stayed with the plan. I did it. Didn't understand until the day Ed went home to be with the Lord. And I go, ah, now I understand. And uh, he said to me, later, he said to me, he said, I have another house for you. So of course, you know the story, how he brought me into being able to buy sister Amy Silt McPherson's vacation home in Lake Elsinore. And he said, uh, that house will be to you what the other one was supposed to be. But he said, but I saw what was coming and I didn't want you because the other home was, it was large, it was on five acres. I'd just been one, one person there. And he says, I didn't want you responsible for that. So he said, I'm gonna restore to you and this one will be what that one was supposed to be. But he not only, you have to understand when we started the church, Ed said to me, you're the pastor. I said, I'm not the pastor. God didn't tell me I'm the pastor. Of course, I wasn't asking him because road was in me. I liked change. I liked a different place all the time. So I didn't ask him and I pastored for four years. In that time, well, I pastored for four years before I realized I'm the pastor. (laughs) Pastored for 25 altogether and it was a great joy. But for the first four years, I didn't get paid, but I still did it. How did I do it without getting paid? Played the organ for five years without getting paid hardly. I was already practiced at doing what was right instead of doing what was paid. When you're where you're supposed to be, the pay will catch up with you. It might not accompany your day of obedience, but it'll catch up to you. So when he gave me Sister Amy Silver McPherson's home, the people, the Four Square denomination who bought it, because you know, she was the founder of the Four Square and it had come back into their hands in 2005, the first time since 1939. She built it from 1926 to 1929. It took three years to build it. She she had it for 10 years and then sold it, and in 2005 it came back into the the hands of the denomination. They paid a million dollars for it, and then they put another million and a half into it to upgrade the structural side of it. So when God told me he was gonna give it to me, it wasn't for sale. And so they had had even Hollywood actors that had asked to buy it, tried to buy it, and they wouldn't sell it to them. Why? Because just because you got money doesn't mean you got favor. Just because you got recognition doesn't mean you got favor. So when I called and talked with the pastor, I didn't know that He was even aware of our ministry, and he was. And I said, Pastor, I didn't know if you were interested in selling it. He said, well, I'm really not. But since it's you asking, I'll sell it to you. So with favor, and then God told me I'm gonna work a miracle for you. To make a long story short, They came back with a asking price. Now they put a two and a half million into it, not to mention they had it for 10 years. They're maintaining it through those 10 years. So it's not just two and a half million they put into it. And I bought it for $675,000. What's that mean? 1.8 million that they put into it that handed to me that one day, divine compensation in one day because I obeyed God to sell a home. I didn't understand, why are you having me to sell it? Why are you leading me to do this? But I did what was right because that's what was in me. Just do what's in you. Just do what's in you and leave the details behind. It doesn't matter what of the details don't pan out. Well, my family says this, my family says that. They can't occupy your place in the plan. You better not let someone else's counsel take the lead in your life. Well, they love me. They may love you, but they didn't buy you. You don't belong to yourself. You've been purchased with a price. Amen. The greatest honor after you come into the family of God is to fulfill the plan of God. I don't care what it costs. I don't care what is inconvenience. The plan is my wealthy place. The plan is my healthy place. The plan is my place where the blessing can find me. It knows where I live when I'm in the plan. Put your faith. When you're in the plan of God, I don't care if you've only been in it one day, when you're in the plan of God, the, the divine compensation of the blessing belongs to you. Put your faith, call for that. Call for it, call for it, call for it. Well, I don't know where the money's gonna come from. Doesn't matter. We, we, we had uh, Brother Mark Franco and his family, they were believing for a house. They didn't qualify for one, but God brought them across a program And God got them into a program to where the program said, what's your salary? And they set the mortgage based on the income, not based on the value of the home. Because in the plan, they didn't have to do without. God has ways of compensating you, but it'll take your faith. Don't walk out of the plan lightly. When God puts you somewhere, God assigns you in a local church, God assigns you to a certain ministry, value that he thought of you. And I don't let anybody devalue that or talk me out of that or belittle it and diminish it. People will say, because really, whether you know it or not, those of you who don't have a job, this is the time to go out and get the job of your dreams. Jobs you're not qualified for and jobs you're not educated for. Get in there and show yourself as the most interested. But in that, people may say, well, you can make more money than doing what you're doing now. You can't, it'll cost you everything if you're out of the plan. So don't let somebody say, you can make more money if you'd go do this when the plan is waiting to compensate you. Amen. So I just encourage you ministers, I encourage you congregation members, when you're in the plan and you value the plan, don't leave divine compensate the blessing of divine compensation out of the flow of your of your increase. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on up, let's sing something. Praise the Lord. We're stepping in,
3: we're stepping out, we're moving with the Spirit, we'll sing, we'll praise, we'll shout, we're moving on into a greater flow, and everywhere He leads us we'll go. We're stepping, out. stepping out, yes oh Lord, we're moving with the Spirit, we'll sing, we'll praise, we'll shower we're moving on. We're stepping
0: God is provision for your life every arena of your life and part of that provision is healing for you if you're here tonight and you want hands laid on you for healing raise your hand high so we can see how many we're looking at praise the Lord praise the Lord well I could do all the laying on of hands but there are ministers here that have endowments to minister to particular needs. So I'm going to invite them to help me do that tonight. Don't get stuck on who's laying hands on you or who's not laying hands on you because I guarantee you that endowment will bless you, release your faith in the power of God. Amen. Uh, Brother Joel, I know cancer is one of the things. Is there anything else there? Just say again. Addictions. So anybody that has cancer in here, or there's an addiction you haven't been able to, just walk free from. Well, there's help for you tonight. Come up here real quickly. Brother Joel will minister to you. Hallelujah. Come here, Brother Joel. There's people watching, and I want you to minister to those.
4: Thank you, Father. cancer we speak to you
2: yes
4: be gone yes be free be free in jesus name in jesus name addictions yes be broken yes be
0: broken. Yes. Be free. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Those of you watching, just release your faith. So I take it. I take it. I take it. I take it. We had a testimony down in Georgetown. There was some man that had stomach cancer, I believe. The next day he came back. All the pain was gone, and completely, complete. We we got the report of it. He testified to it for us on video. That uh, there's power available. Amen. It's right where you're at. Release your faith for it. Hallelujah. Pastor Jay, come up here. What is it about that you minister to?
5: Two different areas. Bones, joints, uh, things like that. <clears throat> and then second of all, autoimmune diseases. That has a lot to do with the body not recognizing parts of the body and attacking it. If you've been to a doctor, you probably you probably know what I'm talking about yeah. if you've got something like that. so. Praise the Lord.
0: Move quickly if last that's night stadium, a lot y'all. of
5: sorry go ahead. a lot of people were ministered to in bones and joints so
0: yes yes come up move quickly go ahead make movement up here.
5: of Jesus, if you have joint problems, bone issues, if you have autoimmune diseases, I speak the name of Jesus to you. I release the anointing God's anointed us with into the camera and release it into your body in the name of Jesus. And that person that has a, I don't understand it. You've had, I see your bladder, your bladder's full, and I see the tube, I guess, that releases the liquid. I don't know if it's inflamed, it's blocked, or something of that nature. I command that to release. Yes, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Stay close to the rest. In
0: Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And those of you that are watching, as you recognize that healing power is working, contact us. Get on there and testify. Put it on to Facebook or contact us and let us know about it. Pastor Ike, is there anything in particular that God uses you in in some arena? Growths? Okay, if you have a growth of some kind, come up here real quickly. Move quickly. Because there's a lot of people we want to get to. And so, uh, if you're here tonight with those, and that anointing will deal with it. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
3: Oh so great you do miracle you do miracle so great you do miracle so great you do miracle so great you do me miracle you do me miracle so you do me miracle you do me miracle so you do me miracle so you you do miracles so great, yeah. cause, so great. You do miracles so great. You do miracles so great. You do miracles so great, Lord. Yes, you do miracles. So miracle worker, you do miracles. So that who you are. You so are, so are the miracle worker, miracle so great, you do miracles so Speak to those that are
6: watching. For those that are watching, himself took. Yes. So I say, in that name, the name that's above every name, the balm of Gilead, the lion of Judah, the I am that I am. I loose that anointing to go to you. Yes. And I command every one of those growths to disappear yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yes. Even those
0: kidneys come alive! Yes, In Jesus name. Hallelujah. 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 Pastor Craig, is there a particular area God uses you with? I mean allergies. allergies, food allergies, Ingestion.
7: digestion. Also nerves. If there's Problems with nerves, nerves aren't functioning or firing correctly.
0: Come on up, real quickly, fetch you.
7: Any kind of allergy, food allergy, or digestion issues.
3: You do make all so great. There's no one else like you. like you, you are, you are, are great. yes Lord, because so See <coughs>
7: to allergies. I curse it in Jesus' name. Those that are watching, lift your hands right now. I thank you for power that comes out of that screen, Holy Ghost, and goes and corrects that issue. I thank you that they digest and that they are able to take in all types of allergies. You go in Jesus' name. Father, any nerve condition that is not firing right or functioning right I thank you for life that goes into that area of their body and nerves I commend you to come back to life I commend you to fire I commend you to operate correctly the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes you free from the law of sin and death Yes. and I give you praise Father.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you Father. Father. Pastor Luketic, come up here if you would What are those things where God uses you with ears? Any problem with ears, come up here real quickly. He'll minister to you.
3: I receive it now. I receive it now. Healing in my body.
4: Every ear be open now yes. in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I release the creative power of God. Those eardrums be formed, yes. be fashioned in the name yes. of the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we said, as this power works in you, let us know about it. We want to hear about it. Testify. Go on there and give your testimony. We want to know about it. Pastor Keys, what about you?
8: somebody who's having a hard time getting pregnant that's married. and <clears throat> yeah you got to be married and uh miscarriage that's what the Lord told me
0: yeah and backs and backs yes come so up. That you come up quickly
3: So great
8: Father, we thank you that by the stripes of Jesus we are made whole from the head to the toe. Father, we command every back problem in Jesus' name from vertebrates to discs to nerves. Father, we command in Jesus' name to be made whole. And Father, you gave a word. You don't give a word if you don't plan on fixing it. Every part that needs to be recreated And made whole for those to receive healing to have babies. We thank you for it right now. We thank you for it, Father. And we thank you, Lord, those who may have had miscarriages no more. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: Pastor Chris, is there any eyes? So if you have, go ahead.
4: So, yeah, it could be anything with your vision, but specifically blindness, partial blindness, uh, cataracts, glaucoma, macular degeneration, things like that. Things like that. Yeah.
2: If
4: you're coming for that and you have glasses on, just take them off and hold them in your hand. something came up in me about a growth or a tumor in the brain and uh, or it could be someone online so anyway I speak to that brain tumor or growth in the name of Jesus I curse you I command you I forbid you the right to stay you wither up die you leave the body we loose the healing power of God to dry you up and drive you out in the name of Jesus now I speak to every Set of eyes, you be whole, you be healed. I thank you, Father, you give eyes that see and ears that hear in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Pastor Dave Watrous, is there any area particularly God uses you in? Okay. All righty. All uh, Morgan, are you finding? Are you having come over here? Many people are saying, um, I take it, I receive it. So they're commenting that the things that have been called out apply to them. Someone said legs received
1: the anointing and they are free from pain. Someone said they've struggled since they had COVID a
2: few months ago with back and uh, skin sensitivity, even in their
0: fingertips, all that is gone. Um someone said after Wednesday night service they commented to let us know that their legs are completely normal and even they had been uneven uh-huh. Um, Someone also said they'd had a car accident, had leg and nerve pain from the accident, had months of struggle. All the pain is gone after they felt the warmth of the anointing flowing into their body. And someone said they've had the nerves in their face. There was a twitching and their face Uh was healed after uh, that was called out. Praise the Lord. Anybody in here with heart conditions that I have not laid hands on you. We've done it twice now in services. But if you're here tonight and you have a heart condition. Come up here real quickly and we'll minister to you. Anybody at all? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for that anointing. Ah, That when this cloth is laid upon the body of that sick one, it'll drive out sickness, disease, pain, symptoms. And if there's a presence of an evil spirit, it will drive it out in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. Father, we thank you for that anointing that goes into this cloth. And when it's laid upon the body of the sick one, they shall be made whole. That heart made whole in Jesus' name. That heart beat as it ought to beat. We thank you for new parts, Father. Yes. We thank you for it, yes. for wholeness. Yes. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Is it for you, Brother Lennox? Yes, Father, we thank you. Uh, uh, we thank you. Uh, we thank you for wholeness, Father. We thank you that as hands are laid on this cloth, that the anointing of God goes into it and it drives out pain, symptoms, sickness, and disease, and they shall be whole. We thank you, Father. For that anointing that breaks every yoke, destroys every yoke. I thank you, Father, their heart made whole in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for that anointing that goes into this cloth. And when it's laid upon the body of that sick one, it'll drive out pain and symptoms, sickness and disease, and they shall be whole. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. For, there it goes in you love we thank you Father for wholeness Behold, in Jesus name I speak to that heart you beat regularly you function as you ought and every hindrance in the heart be removed in Jesus name we thank you Father for wholeness we thank you for wholeness in Jesus name Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for the healing anointing of God that goes into this cloth and acts as a storage battery. When it's laid upon the body of that sick one, according to the Word, they shall be made whole in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you that this cloth contains anointing and then it contains help for these people. And then when it's laid upon the bodies of the sick one, They'll be made whole in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. And I say to those that are watching with any kind of heart condition, in the name of Jesus, you be made whole. We thank you, Father, for every single part of that heart functioning as it was designed to function. We thank you for blockages removed. We thank you for parts that did not function right made whole in Jesus' name. And we thank you for angels that are present, making adjustments, bringing parts, making that right. For they cooperate with healing power. And we thank you that their ministering spirit sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. We give you thanks and glory. Now, if hands were not laid on you for anything previously and you want hands laid on you for healing, come up here real quickly and move real quickly for me. For we want to give you the opportunity to be ministered to. Hallelujah. Just Praise the Lord. Just line up at the front here. And I'm going to ask those that have come up before and you've ministered, just come up and find a place in the line and minister to these if you would. So ushers, have a man stay with every minister Go ahead.
3: Jesus, 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 Jesus.
0: those that are watching no matter what the need is for you to be whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet in the name of Jesus behold and I thank you father that, that power is working in them right now that power is present right where they're at whether they're at home whether they're at a place of business whether at a friend's home whether they're in the hospital no matter where they're at I thank you that power is there We thank you, Father, that power does its divine work. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Uh, Brother Tony Jones Sr. and your wife, come up here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. There is, in line with what I ministered about tonight, divine compensation. There's something that he has in his heart that he wants to do for you. I don't know what it is, but it's more than what you've been looking for him to do. So. uh, So call for it. You know, We got to get past this thing that we can only have one of something. And that if we get a new one, we have to get rid of the old one. You might, but we don't have to. Seems like to me there's two. Wherever you want it to be, talk to him about it. Ask him, Father, I. I thank you Father I thank you Father I thank you Father for the largeness of the provision the largeness of the blessing because of their obedience to the plan we thank you for rewards 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 we thank you for it Father so uh think larger ask larger Expect it. Amen. you're such a wonderful healer thank you so much for all that has been worked this whole week father what what a time of great blessing we're changed we're corrected we're directed we're protected and being perfected we thank you for it father uh, if you're here tonight and you can already tell a difference after being ministered to, raise your hand. If you can tell a difference in your body, raise it real high. Raise it real, real high. Look around. Raise it real high. Keep it up. No bend in the elbow. Keep it. Do it straight up. Just look around and see how good Jesus is. Look at all the hands. I don't know if you can see them all from where you're seated, but there's many all over the building. How good Jesus is. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I came. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you came? Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Holy Spirit, we honor you. Thank you so much for what you've worked in these meetings. And we say we will be doers of what we've received. And everybody said, hallelujah, let's sing something. Something something
2: rejoicing. Yeah. Did she say something churchy?
5: Something churchy. Something
1: churchy. There is power, power, wonder working power. They're going to pick it up. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the plan of the land. Oh, there is power, power, hey! wonder working power.
0: Much has been said about the flow and the move of the Spirit. But the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And that is the flow of the Holy Ghost. And so as you talk about the flow of the Holy Ghost... You're going to have to have a flow of joy. Step into a flow of joy in your everyday life. If you're going to talk about I'm a spirit person, then you're going to have to be a joy person. You're going to have to be a peace person. Hallelujah. So all that you've received this week, go run it, go live it, go walk it out in the joy way in the joy way. Amen because joy holds you in the right way. Joy holds you in the Father's flow. Joy holds you in heaven's flow. and as you go the joy or what joy way you will you will certainly live days of heaven on earth. Hallelujah. Well let's just do it. let's just rejoice. Hallelujah.
3: That's a
0: Come up here.
6: Come on. Uh, yeah. Oh, my. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh. Uh. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I get up in this stage. Uh, oh, 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 I start here. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Sí. ¡Está time. It's time. Joy in your ministry, joy, the joy in your ministry, joy in your ministry, Joy, 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 joy for the people, brother, not just for you. The joy for the healing power of God will flow in your hand. With joy flow, the power of God will flow. Yes, it will flow. It will flow. The it shall flow. It shall flow in your ministry. It shall flow. Let the healing power flow. Let the joy of God flow in your life. And many will be healed. Many will be saved because of the joy of the the joy of the Holy Ghost the flow in your life you got it yes sir it's time uh-huh. oh, it's time it's time for that to flow in your life it's time yes sir it's time uh-huh. it's time uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pastor Morgan yes, Pastor Morgan it's done. It's done. I, I, I don't want to do. But the Holy Ghost said, do it. Do it, sir. Because the joy, the joy, the joy of people needed it. The joy, the joy is not just for the people of God. The joy, the joy and miracles. The miracles, the miracles, the miracles, the miracles will flow. The miracles that you decide will flow because of the joy of the Holy Ghost. Your ministry will be filled with the joy of God. The joy of God. God. The joy of the Holy Ghost. It shall be. It's time. It's time for that to flow. It's time for the miracle working power of God to flow. It's time. And the doors, the doors, the doors of utterance shall be open. Shall be open. Just joy. Just joy. Because it shall be. It shall be. That's the plan of God. Oh God. Ekosla. 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 And the is the It's time for joy to flow. It's time for joy to flow. It's time. It's time. It's time. It is time. It is time. You want miracles? Joy is part of that. Joy is part of that. When people rejoice, the miracle power of God will flow in their being, in their finances. Joy. Lead the people. Ministers. Michael, oh, my God. My God. Oh, God. Uh, yes. sir uh, 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 What is that, Lord? Who is that, Lord? Miracles. Angels. the angels will rejoice. The angels will rejoice to those that rejoice. In grasho ho in gras koda bahaya, ingrasho kabaya, and heaven rejoice. Heaven, my God, yoko mahaka. Oh, my Lord, Acastia! it is the nature of our Father. It's the nature of our salvation. It's the nature that we have in us. For you can draw salvation, healing. Oh, my God, the power of God. It is our nature. It is our inheritance. Receive our inheritance from God. The Lord Jesus Christ gave his life so we can live. A joyful life.
0: <sighs> praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just lift up your voice. Just lift up your voice and worship him. Mastika some are behind in the plan but you can accelerate and joy is a divine accelerator that if you will step into that joy flow that that joy will propel you forward in the plan. So there's no use staying behind when you can cooperate with the flow of heaven, which is one of those flows is joy. And heaven will propel you in that plan. Hallelujah. 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 We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. Hallelujah. And some of you are praying about things you should be joying over. And that's the problem, is that you're praying when you should be joying. I said you're praying when you should be joying. Rejoicing with the Father. Rejoicing with the Father over that instead of just talking to him about it. Amen. Hallelujah. Rejoice it in. Rejoice it in. Whatever it is that you're believing for. Whatever it is that you know needs to be in place and flowing. Rejoice it in. Rejoice it in. Rejoice it in. Rejoice it in. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mastakaya just lift up your voice you've tried worrying it in you found out that didn't work didn't you you tried complaining it in that didn't work did it you tried calculating it in and that didn't work. It's good. It's good. Joy works. It said, Joy works. Joy works. Joy works. Joy works. Hallelujah.
6: voice has lights to your path. You're very close. So keep your eyes and ears attentive. Woo! And you'll shout more He'll shout more and you'll shout more and you'll shout, you shout, you shout more and it won't be a struggle. You won't have to lay off all night trying to decide. You just walk right into it. Why? The voice lights up your pants.
0: you know that's not for you. going go down the go down the house keep going <laughs> Just let him walk by you, let it get on you. people will think, well, what good is that? It refreshes you in your race. (laughs) (coughs) Pastor, Pastor Cody, it's a new day for you. It's a new day for you. The struggle is behind you. It's behind you. Now it's a flow. Now it's a flow. Now it's a flow. Now it's it's where you were headed all along. But you had to learn some things. And the struggle was the learning. Yeah. But now you've got some groundwork laid. So now everything's going. It'll flow. It'll flow. Yeah. Yeah. So when he tells you something, speaks to you about projects... Don't cycle them through the past. Don't process it. Oh, it's going to be more of that. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because you, you've already learned those things. And now the learning brings you into the flow. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Let's glorify Him. We glorify you, Father. We glorify you, Jesus. It was interesting. I don't know. You've heard, maybe you've read it. Heard Dr. Summerall talk about it. That he asked Smith Wigglesworth, how do you get up in the morning? He said, I jump out of bed and dance before the Lord. Start out in the flesh, wind up in the spirit. And then somebody, I don't I do not recall who told me this and said that somebody that had gone to heaven or had a vision of heaven, they saw him before the throne. You know what he's doing? Dancing. Was it you? What tell me what that was. So who told you that? Somebody had a Oh, you saw it? You saw it. Yes, ma'am. And you saw him before the throne and he was dancing. So that means this. You can step into heaven's flow here. He just stepped into heaven's flow. Some of you need to go home and dance in every room of your house. Every room. Every room. Establish the flow of heaven in that room. Amen. Say again. Come here. Come here. Do what?
8: They're clothing themselves in the glory like God does.
0: You're talking about if they go in and dance. When and
8: they when rejoice. God clothes himself in the glory
2: Yeah.
8: as the angels begin to go around the throne. And I saw a vision of him in his room dancing. Yes. And he'd get up dancing and begin to clothe himself in the glory.
0: Hallelujah. 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 So you determine. You determine. You choose. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Those kids you were having problems with go dance in their room when they're not there sometime. Those finances go in your office and dance in front of that thing. Amen. Set heaven's flow in place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. Let's sing something. Oh, we praise you, Lord.
3: We praise you. We bless you, Father. Oh, we're grateful. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord, we're grateful. Oh, Lord, we're thankful. Oh, Lord, for all, all you've done. We're thankful, we're grateful for all that you've done. It's for me to run. It's for me to run. Lord, I'm grateful. I'm thankful for all that you've done. It's for me to run. It's for me to run. Into your will, to your ways, into your glory, into your grace. It's for me to run with you hand in hand. Hand in hand with my father yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord I'm grateful I'm thankful for all that you've done all that you've done for all that you've done sing we're grateful we're thankful For all that you've done It's for me to run It's for me to run Lord, we're thankful We're grateful For all that you've done It's for me to run It's for me to run To your
2: will
0: What a word, what a savior, what a father, amen, hallelujah, we've got to hear things that men all over the world long to know, and they don't even know what they're longing for, but we got to hear, we got to see, amen, and we get to be changed by it, hallelujah. Father, we thank you, we glorify you. We say thank you. We say thank you. So, so grateful. We're so, so grateful. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Thank you. Will turn to somebody before you're dismissed and say, I'm so grateful for the word. And you can be dismissed. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at Ministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.